we are finally on to our last community question for the month of May, which was given to us courtesy of Kefki Ren. And he wanted to know what you think are basically underrated genres. By the way, for those who are watching videos, you may have noticed the graphic design for the banners is a little uh, <laughs> random and they don't seem to match up. That's because we decided to have a major redesign of the entire channel in the middle of the month. <laughs> so they're a little inconsistent. And But this design with the kind of 3D graphics and stuff is what we will be going for in the foreseeable future. Thank you for right. the follow, Esutik. Esutik. Guessing that's a friend of yours, Chevy. Yes. Yeah. Their so, emotes are adorable. Yeah, they are pretty adorable. This week's Artist Month's final community question comes to us courtesy of Kepke Ren, and he wants to know what types of games you personally find uh, are underrated or not appreciated by people. And I know that Lottie is actually going to appreciate the first game that comes up here because it was inspired entirely by her choice. And for those who are watching a video, and I'm wondering if she knows what it is. Or if it's even like twinkling to her in her eye yet what we're actually looking at. Oh, yeah, I know what this is the trailer for. I remember this trailer. Do you tell us. <laughs> tell uh, tell us what it is about this game and this type of genre that you think deserves more appreciation. Well, th this game is Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Which was quite an odd title, I thought, when I originally bought the game. Just a um, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found it on, I think I just found it randomly on Amazon um, for DS, and I was just looking for DS games. Um, it's a visual novel puzzle game, um, which I, I think the, the mix of those two genres is quite underrated. Uh, puzzle games and visual novels are probably a little underrated anyway, but the mix of them together, I think, is really quite underrated. <laughs> Puzzle, um, puzzle games as a whole is an interesting one because like you can think of puzzle games and think like oh but there's some huge puzzle games like portal and so on and but and tetris effect but those are major outliers they may come around once a month nobody is actively like designing puzzle games with the intent of like making a billion bucks they just come up with a cool idea <laughs> that eventually becomes something. Uh, and as you said as well, visual novels. Yeah, visual novels. I, I feel like visual novels, they, they go through spats of being more popular, I feel like. Um, but I think they're quite underrated as a whole. Um, I go through spats of enjoying them and not enjoying them because sometimes they start to feel very kind of samey, but that's maybe because I have a particular type that I enjoy and I go for the same type maybe. That's, um, that's probably why they kind of go through these spats of popularity because there's so much uh, derivativeness, I think, in the genre. So people are like, I don't care about this, I don't care about this, I don't care about that, this. And then something really special comes around with a really profound story and like 100 <laughs> hours of text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like, then it gets so like there, there, I don't I don't even remember what it's called, but there is a visual novel game that has more text in it than the Bible. Really? Wow. Yeah. It, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's I like stupidly yeah. long, but apparently it's it's amazing uh, as a, as an actual like experience. And 
when something truly special does come out, that's when it gets 50,000 overwhelmingly positive ratings on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but visual novels, is, personally, is a genre I've never been able to get into. I just... I, I Even as someone who likes reading, I don't like reading in video games. And I think that puts a lot of people off. Mm. Also, I suck at puzzles. <laughs> so... It's like you, you basically just put the two things I'm worst at. <laughs> into... I suck at puzzles too, but I'm stubborn. I'll get into a puzzle, I'll be stuck on it for three hours, but I'm stubborn. I'll keep going till I get it. That, that's that's definitely not a lie. Um, and, and Lottie refuses to use guides in her games as well. Unless I'm really, really stuck or it's something yeah. that's like I don't really care too much about. <laughs> but usually you're like... We we're like, do you want a hint? Do you want a hint? Do you want a hint? It's like, <laughs> nope, no hints. Nope. It's... it's usually like, let me try it at least 10 times myself and then I'll go for a hint if I'm really stuck. Any any other particular games that kind of combine those two things together that you think are good examples of both puzzle and visual novel? Um, there's, oh, what is it called? I talk about it all the time as well. Um, I've Googled it several times too to get the name of it. Uh, it's it's on a DS as well, and it's really, really good. Um, it's a girl whose dad's gone missing. Another code. That's what it's called. Another oh, code another code. Yeah. See, there's. I actually really enjoyed that one. Uh, do you know that one, Chevy? No. It's, I didn't um, have a DS. So. It's got a sequel on the Wii, which you could technically play without playing the first one as well. I think what I liked about it was just because of the novelty of actually using the Wii as a puzzle device. It was so cool. Or not the Wii, sorry, the DS, the original DS. Yeah. DS. That's how far right. back we're going back here, guys. We're going way back in the time machine. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the DS version even had a puzzle where you had to do, like, a stamp thing. You had to close your DS and open it to make the stamp. Yeah. Even. So it, it used, like, all the functionality of the DS. It was, And you had to blow on it to get the dust off things and... Yeah. It was just, it was so good. It was, and that's when the, the, it's the kind of game that you couldn't really transplant to like more modern machines without kind of losing that, that kind right. of special something to it. Uh, yeah. It's really good, Asutic. It's called Another Code, and you can find it on the, uh, the original DS. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also a game that you might recognize, Lotte. Oh, is that Planet Zoo? That is Planet Zoo. Planet I, Zoo. I feel like these management games, uh, while they can be immensely fun, are severely underutilized, even on the PC. Mm. So, I w I kind of hope I'm kind of hoping you might go back to this sometime, and really go like in depth with the creating of the locations and stuff. Because <laughs> the, 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 that kind of experience, I'm a big fan of Planet Coaster myself, which is I love Planet Coaster. Uh, Good too, yeah. I actually have no idea what you're referring to in your own answer, Chevy. Mm -hmm. So I'm super curious if you can actually elaborate on this and enlighten us of what these kind of games you're referring to are all about. Yeah, um, I think for genre, the thing that I really like um, because. I mean, as you can tell behind me, you probably can't see it, but I absolutely love Portal. <laughs> um, can I just say, can I just say, if there was an award for the best display on 
which that 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 would be pretty up there. How fucking amazing is her display, guys? Just get get like a full front on display of that, and it would just be like absolutely like top tier YouTuber background level. With the, it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to try to look, get everything all you know. It together. looks like it. Uh, I, I'm I'm the only thing I'm missing is the arcade cabinet. Oh, it's right on the side. Oh, Just, of course. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have that Galaga. Is it Galaga? Yep, it's yeah, Galaga. Gotta have the Galaga. So, yeah, those get, go on. You, you love Portal. Um, yeah, for I, for loving Portal so much um, that I I love, 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 love puzzle games because I'm one of those people that I love to figure something out myself. Uh, like Lottie was saying that, you know, she doesn't, like to hear the hints or use a guide or anything like that. I'm exactly the same way, regardless of whether or not I might be frustrated, I will still continue to bang my head against the wall just to be able to say that I did something myself without any coaxing or whatever. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like something with, um, Dark Souls, like, you know, it's very convoluted in like, okay, you need to go here or go there. You really need to pay attention. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. You guys don't need to tell, you need to tell me what it is. I will get there if we, if it takes us, whatever, it'll be there. Um, and I think just like how you were making the point that when it comes to certain games that are underrated, they get made, but they're not specifically with puzzle games and even other games in a similar genre. They don't get made, especially Portal, didn't get made for the idea to make money. It was kind of just put in the orange box as a, I promise, Half-Life 2 is coming. We're getting the other episodes out. Please just don't hate us. And it ended up being absolutely amazing because it needed to only do what it set out to do. And it didn't allow for any you know, like additional fluff that would have potentially made the game worse or too long, even though the game is very, very short. It was 100% just a passion thing that they made and were hoping for the best. And then it ended up becoming something that was so great because the yeah, second was, what, game... What was it called? Like Nerbacular Drop or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> its original form. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely not like a whole like thing. It was just it was something that was taken. Um, and then from there, you know, obviously got reworked and stuff like that. But the way that it went and the impact that it had was I loved it having the single mechanic. You have the portal gun. This is what you need to do in order to get through the levels. And that's it. However, you figure that out is however you figure that out, because there's mm -hmm. lots of scenarios in those test chambers where the right way to you know do the puzzle is not the only way that you can actually figure it out you can uh, if uh, you find some other way to get through you can still get through they, they even know? they even put down some like super secret areas that like if you really stretch your brain especially in the second one you really just stretch yeah. your brain that little extra inch you're gonna find some really crazy stuff that's like just way off the beaten path where like walls yeah. are crumbling and crazy stuff is all over the place and it reveals a whole like entire separate storyline about yeah, sure. things no, you weren't even aware of so it encourages you to go further than it it's yeah then what it like to. sets out like right there on the rails and the other game that also combines with it that i really loved um was 
paperwork simulators as i call them <laughs> yeah <laughs> paperwork this this very, one interests me guys there's it, very few games that are actually out there that i've actually played that are that way um and the one that i always like tout to with people that was actually given to me by someone else um i really should thank my friend because he's really great about giving me games that he knows i probably like or resonate with and i i have like no you know, nothing to compare it to. And it's Papers, Please. Because it does kind of that mix in a way of, it's a very, very simple gameplay concept of you are a Border Patrol guard and you need to check paperwork. It's pretty simple. That's literally not, the game. Yeah. It's, not, yep. it's not exciting action or whatever, but it's just the work that you're putting in. The way that the world is built upon it is where the imagination and the feeling and the emotions that it invokes is what really draws me in since you only get paid for the people you have to deny or you know they are let through you have to make sure that you have enough money to support your family Different things happen on different days that may prevent you from hitting whatever theoretical quota. You still get reprimanded for making mistakes. And all the while, you will encounter people and events that really, you know, test your idea of, well, am I going to be a good person always when my life and my theoretical family's life is on the line? which is a very hard thing to kind of put yourself into without having that, you know, well, I need to make sure that I'm doing my job so I can get paid, so I can pay for and food and rent and heat and then make sure that I'm not messing up because if I mess up, then I'm going to get fined. And if I get fined, then I'm not going to have enough money. <laughs> and then you're just like, okay, make sure everything goes. And a lot of those stories and things and actions that happen you might initially sympathize with and you might be like, damn, yeah, that that sucks. But that's like 10 bucks that I need for that, food. That, that, that that is like if you don't get that 10 bucks, your family will starve. You know? and so will... I need to just be like, uh, maybe kind of not really like I don't you know it, it's one of those aspects that I, I feel like that mechanic could go so much further especially when it comes to choices in games because before, I feel before like before you continue um, <laughs> I, yeah. I need to share a little anecdote about papers please and like how bad I am at it I think I got to like the third day or the fourth day I think I let a guy through he proceeded he had a bomb on him and proceeded to blow up the entire like center where actually- we were doing all the all the paperwork whole place closed down for the day made absolutely no money my entire family died and i never went back to the game again <gasps> i so had like- a similar thing i killed my entire family too i didn't let a guy through with a bomb but i didn't make enough money to let my family live and i've never gone back <laughs> It's, oh my goodness that game is so intense but i bet you're like amazing at that game you're just like <laughs> I, I like details, so I, I am pretty good in terms of, like, l- like catching stuff like that. Like, I do get comfortable sometimes where, I'm, where I will make a mistake, but I've, I've beat the game, like, several times over. And what I like about it as I was going into that is that the way that the narrative and the way that the game mechanic is so very simple, 
right? It's just checking papers. You 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 think, oh, I can do Sim- that. Simple. But yeah. but then you put all of these other things on top of it, and you're like, oh crap, you know, I got to make sure that if, you know, some of those things you got to, you know, add to this or, you know, make sure that I'm not making the mistake here, because if not, that means no money or I'm going to have to like turn off the heat because of this. I feel like it gives such an ability to have a good system for choices because all of those choices that are given of you can play, you know, uh, just passively and just do as you're told basically with this totalitarian dictatorship. And that's what I did the first time. I just, I didn't let anybody through. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to take care of my family. And that's the only way that I can do it. And then later I was like, okay, let's see how we can, you know, mess with the system a bit. Let's see if we let a couple people through. Let's be a little more efficient at our job to offset the money that we're going to lose. And it drastically, not like all the way, but it does change the way that the story takes place because I believe there's like 16 20 endings? plus. Yeah, it's like there's 16 There's a lot. There's endings, enough endings. Enough to all three of us have like completely different experiences of the game. Like. <laughs> yeah, where you can just basically, you know, obviously there's some static events and things like that. But there is enough variety where if you decide to make another choice in a couple different areas, you will potentially come up with, you know, looking at stuff like that. And it's great. And I absolutely love it because it for me, it's it's a it's a it's it's a puzzle in and of itself. Um, Like I loved um, Dishonored 2 when they had a small puzzle section even though the game was not about that, but one small section was a reward of you being able to figure out this puzzle and you could go more, you know, steady and stuff like that. And I sat there for almost three hours on my stream. I pulled up a spreadsheet to start writing out the possible scenarios of what this could be and what could be the most logical solution to this puzzle. And then we figured it out. I didn't want to go <laughs> through a guide, especially because the puzzle changes. Um, there's a set formula I found out, but you won't ever like unless, you know, depending on how many times you've played it through. If I play it, Lottie plays it and like you play it, you, we won't get the same like riddle is what it is at the same time, potentially. So the answer will be different, but the structure will still be roughly the same. So your answer might be a little, you know, this way or that way. And I, I just, it, it, it gave me that sense of like, Oh my God, I am awesome. Let's (laughs) let's keep playing. You know, even if I don't like it. And I think uh, the point that Bronco is making is actually why I like papers, please so much, because it gives you that sense of, Man, these little details, like you get comfortable. But it's so much as, work. And, but it is literally so much work. You think, it's oh, literally okay, work. That, date, that date is fine. No, it's not. You know, and then it's even worse because you have to, what really gets to me is that I actually like think about it of like, man, what if this was actually, you know, the amount of like actual feeling this must be for someone in real life and how that like pressure that you're feeling will mount constantly, especially even as I'm playing the game, I'm like, man, (laughs) if I'm not hitting my surplus money, then 
I'm going to have to do better this day. But then if I mess up and I know that this day I'm going to mess up because, you know, like static events, oh, like <laughs> it gets to a boiling point. So I'm just like, oh, my God, I, I don't know how I can deal with that. Yeah. This just sounds <laughs> like anxiety, the video game to me. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I very much like respect what those games are and what they do, but they are not for me. <laughs> and I feel like Lottie feels the same way. It's like uh, Cooks Are Delicious is another kind of stress one for me, but it's not really like a puzzle game. You're just cooking, but all the things are on different keys of your keyboard. So making a burger could called? be like uh, Cooks Are Delicious. Oh, Cooks Are Delicious. I, I, yeah. I, I have that, but I never realized there was like different buttons. That would, oh my God. Oh, yeah. That Say, like, a making a burger would be like B for the buns and then M for the meat. And then, like, but you got to cook the meat before you put it on the bun. And, like, I get so stressed playing Cook Serve Delicious that I can't play it for about, big bouts of time. <laughs> oh, I love playing Overcooked. I know it's a little bit more <gasps> yeah. simplified than that. But yeah. I love, I love, I, see, I liked playing like back the, the, the Facebook games before there were Facebook games kind of thing, like Diner Dash. I love, love playing, I yeah. love playing that game. I don't know. There's, I obviously have a problem that I just like hate myself or something <laughs> because I clearly like to put myself in stressful situations and things like that because it, I don't know, I guess it makes me feel like I'm doing something. I, I'm not sure. I, I guess I really just am a masochist in that sense that I like to be able to put myself through this like, you know, gauntlet of stuff that's really not that bad. But because of the situation and the way that, you know, the mechanics may be, um, it'll make me feel that way. Like, I know somebody mentioned this war is mine. That's something I've been wanting to play because it looked interesting enough to me that I was like, oh, you know, manage you know, resources of this or whatever it is and kind of like these are the stakes. See what you do with it. So I'm I'm gonna have to check out that game. <laughs> Bronco actually mentioned a game that Masti and I actually are intimately familiar with. And it's called Diner Duo. Imagine if you took overcooked uh and turned it into VR. I'd be overcooked is great though. I'd be so but into that. What's really interesting about it is it's an asymmetrical game in that one person is playing in the VR headset while the other person is playing on the television. So what the person mm. is seeing on the TV is different to what the other person is seeing on the VR headset. One person is behind the counter cooking the recipes while the other person is serving the customers. <laughs> that sounds mm. great. And it is it is <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, not to boast or anything, but <laughs> when me and Masti put our heads together, we are the most functionally awesome couple in existence because <laughs> we are fucking masters at that game. There was I don't think there was a single point where we had like any problems. I was like, this is what the customer wants and she's putting it together quickly and I was running over to the customer and getting the drinks and just, oh, it was... <laughs> It was so fun. We've actually been considering playing it on stream together. So that'd be great. I'd that watch would, that. Yeah, totally that would, it would be super unique. So we we definitely have to go back to that point. It's been back when I started this channel. We had something called SOS, and it was uh, what did SOS stand for again? Oh, significant, significant other Saturdays. No, <laughs> well, significant other stream Saturdays. Yes, but. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, we need to bring that back and try it sometimes. So look forward to that. 
<laughs> amazing game if you have a VR headset just get it just 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 get did it did you the question i have is who who was the person giving direction um it was kind of like a functional thing like since i was the one who had to order the drinks i would have to tell i would be i it was just like being in an actual diner I'm the right. waiter, so I tell her what the food is. She makes the food. She tells me the food is ready. I bring it to the customer. Right, right. The only reason I ask that is because I know with Overcooked, I'm the person that takes control for me and my husband. I'm like, okay, burger, no lettuce, da 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 like whatever. Because I noticed that if I don't tell him, right, like, you know how it, like, does the little like orders on the side and you can look up he can't focus he, he just cannot focus <laughs> so i always joke with him because we played it on stream and i'm just like man you need to listen to me i'm telling you exactly how this needs to go <laughs> because this is going to be the most efficient way for you to do it you own a headset if- do you own a vr headset just we just have the v, the PS uh, VR. That's it's on. It's on PlayStation Four. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Then I'm gonna. You I'm need gonna to get this get game through. like immediately. I will. Yeah. I will send you a a, a tier two gift sub if you <laughs> if you get this game. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely need. Well, I, well, I have the space now. So at least. Yeah, you got plenty of space <laughs> now. Been, so. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah, I definitely have to because that's what that's what I know. Like I noticed like with Overcook, like, you know, a lot of times like, oh, like you always have one person that's like trying to wrangle everything together of like, OK, this is what's going. And that's why everybody always makes the jokes. of like, oh, it's going to break up your relationship because someone's always yelling. And it, <laughs> it's always funny because I'm just like, if you would have just listened to me the first time, it would have been done because I told you the exact way. Like I told you what you needed to do what i'm gonna okay. do this, and that works. <laughs> this game will either bring you together or it will destroy your relationship <laughs> uh it's called diner okay. duo so definitely check that out okay this was not actually going to be my original answer but now that we've had this discussion i think vr <laughs> is probably one of the most underrated genres out there uh just the entire concept of vr the technology is just not taking off anywhere. Like it's not the next evolution of gaming that everyone thought it was going to be, and uh, it's not gonna. We're not gonna usher in a VR future where everyone has VR headsets and we're all walking around inside our game worlds because the technology is just too inconvenient. It's yeah. It's cool, but human beings do not want to just sit with a giant device. <laughs> yeah on top of their heads forever just all the time it's just it's not it doesn't feel you get used to actually doing it but there is a degree of discomfort that you don't want to be feeling all the time and yeah maybe the technology might improve over time maybe it might get cheaper but people always just want to have their television in just do it the old-fashioned way but vr as an actual experience is transformative it's have you ever used a, a modern VR headset, uh, Lottie? I've never used VR at all, I don't think. so. Really? Mm, yeah. Man, we, we, need to get a, we need to sort that out. We need to get you like a <laughs> PSV. We should set up a fund for Lottie. Uh, go fund me. Get Lottie PSVR headset. Uh, you and Matty could play Overcooked someday. I'm not even joking. Uh, <laughs> Make that like a a goal on Steam or something for like a birthday stream. If you if you make five hundred euros, you can 
you'll buy a you'll buy a VR headset or something. Uh, human heads are already massive and heavy. I don't need more shit to encounter my neck to encumber my neck. Yeah, but actually doing it, actually feeling it on your head, is it, it, it's impossible to explain unless you actually do it yourself. You feel like you're looking at things. That that thing like off in the distance feels like it's in the distance it's it's you you and i sometimes i think the frame rate inside vr is higher than the frame rate inside my own head (laughs) i'm like this shit is moving so quickly whoa and the craziest thing about vr is that if you have bad eyesight in in real life you have bad eyesight in vr that's did you not know that, Lottie? No. Yeah, that's how real it is. You, it, it, the things you're looking at are adapted to your 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 own actual vision. It's it's wow. it's so you will have to wear your glasses. So, but the big thing for me is with the headset. They're does it feel comfortable with glasses. They're, all, they're okay. all designed to accommodate that. Yeah, for the most that's part good. From, like I've never had any problem with my VR headset. Uh, because that's one of the things with like 3D movies. I I never go see a 3D movie because it's 3D glasses. So then I have my glasses and then 3D glasses over my glasses. It's a horrible experience. I know you get those clip-on ones now. They're a bit better, but like trying to wear 3D glasses with actual glasses is a yeah, horrible yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. got like I mean, two pairs of glasses uh, on your head and you're like holding the two of them up half the time. I'm a big fan of like <laughs> glassesception myself, like glasses over glasses, <laughs> but uh, right. it, it, there's, there's still a limit uh, to how much you can do it. I think VR's price point is the biggest hurdle. Yeah, but I think even when it goes down in price, people are just don't want the inconvenience. It's that simple. They're just not gonna. It's always going to be a cool alternative, as opposed to like a permanent solution. I think it depends on where that price point lands, honestly. But I think the the thing about it with how Axel says like it is his biggest hurdle is I think it's it's such a big hurdle that's gonna take a while to get less expensive that by the time it does get less expensive people will have already moved on by that point because you already see it now like the the most recent thing that you know brought the conversation of vr back was like half-life alex Mm -hmm. but you know how many games are you between that game and like something like Beat Saber or whatever the you know more uh, popular or like things like like thing like that, it would be better if it definitely could go down in price. It definitely would make some moves simply because it would be something that more uh, developers would be willing to take the shot at because then the ability is to be able to get it into more homes is even better because then you're not taking as much of a risk by making a game that only, you know, X amount of people have. Like we got our PlayStation VR and we play it not nearly enough, but also like space is an issue. Like if you don't have- it's still an amazingly unique experience when you do. Uh, You know, like going that way. It is, it's it's really But you would never want it to be the only option or the like the main option. Yeah, the only option, no, there's no way. I don't don't think- And that's why it would never be- that's why it will yeah. never be the next evolution because it's not it's not ubiquitous. 
if I may I show you like this. If you own a PC, you own this. This is a guarantee in every computer that you own. Uh, if you own a console, you own this. It comes with the console. It is the major control device for the hardware. If you own a PC, you also own one of these. Yeah. And yes, my keyboard is on brand. Uh, <laughs> you were never going to have, you're probably never going to have a place. The PlayStation 5 is not going to come with a VR headset. Yeah. And that's why it will never be the next great thing. But that actually makes me kind of sad because it's 